transition can be one of those things that I think creates anxiety. It creates fear, but God constantly is reminding us to not be afraid mm-hmm. because we can trust him. And I was convicted of this. I was, I just told, I did an event with Colton Dixon recently and I was telling him how much his new song build a boat meant to me because that song, there's a line in it that talks about building a boat in the sand when there was no rain. And in my prayer time one day, I really felt God asking me, Scott, could I trust you to build a boat in the sand if it hadn't rained? Wow. Noah trusted God because he said, Noah, I want you to do this. And Noah didn't question. He did it because he trusted God, because he knew God. He had a relationship Mm -hmm. with God. And I think if we're finding our place in a constant place of anxiety, I mean, we're all going to have anxious moments, no doubt. I mean, God knew that. That's why he always reminds us, don't be afraid. Trust me, I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of you. But I think so often, if that's our focal point, if it's all about me, then we put ourselves in, in this place where you know we're, we're God. Being in a transition or not knowing how something would unfold in life is ironically part of life. We cannot avoid those moments. How we prepare in season and out of season is something that we can put effort into, though. On today's show, we dive into some of the coolest and, to me, the most beautiful aspects of God and how He shows up in our lives or even directs our steps when we trust Him and are walking closely with Him. Recognizing the times that God has shown up in the toughest of places, even the tragedies where the world seems to be grasping for hope, Those are the moments that we cannot script and times that point us back to how intricately involved God really is. We don't have to fear transition or interruptions in life when we're connected to the Holy Spirit, because those are oftentimes the moments that God does show up and does the very thing that we can't. I love how Scott says, we're not always going to understand everything God does, But he continues, if I had a God that I could understand everything he does, then he wouldn't be God. And he continues to say, I want a God who is big enough that I don't understand. I think that's the beauty of walking in relationship with the creator of life itself. God's bigger than our struggles and challenges. He sees beyond what we can, and because He is good, we can trust that He is always working behind the scenes of our lives and that He is truly eager to speak to us and walk with us along the journey. Making Him a priority by spending time with Him is key, though, as we seek to hear His voice and discern what He's leading us towards. On today's show, I'm excited and honored to host a conversation with Scott Smith. Scott has been a Caleb radio DJ for the last 15 years, broadcasting globally to millions of listeners. Caleb radio just celebrated their 40th year of being an on-air Christian music ministry and even getting to work within their events team years back. I've seen firsthand how Caleb radio is truly all about the ministry of inspiring and encouraging the listeners to have a meaningful relationship with Christ. Scott recently celebrated 30 years of marriage to his lovely wife, Missy, and they have two grown kids, and they recently relocated to Nashville. Scott's love of radio began during his youth, and he's been passionate about God his entire life. Well, friends, there's so many beautiful moments of truth and encouragement in today's show with Scott. 
I'm beyond thrilled to share our conversation with you. So if you're ready for it, why don't you pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and dive in with us to The Places Between. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. Scott, it is so good to finally connect with you. I know. We've been talking about doing this for forever. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm glad to be on. I love what you're doing. I think transition is one of those seasons in life that none of us like, that's difficult, that's challenging. I've been in transition for the last several months, moving from California to Nashville, Tennessee. And so I totally get the the stress and the pressure and all that goes along with transitioning. But I think being able to kind of hear other people's stories and encourage one another through the process, it always helps. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and transition is something that we can't avoid, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's like everything's about transition, right? I mean, we're always moving from one stage of life to the next. And I think that's the thing that is so important to remember is that life is all about transition and that, that God wants us to be ready in season and out of season because there really is no off season, right? It's a matter of moving from one thing to the next constantly. And I think if we do get stuck in a place where everything is in is, is kind of stale and not moving, then we're in, in a dangerous position too, because I think at that point, then we're, we're not in a place where we're maybe doing what God wants us to do. We're stagnant. And uh, I think being in a constant transitional season is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I want to dive in because some people that are tuning in might not have the privilege of seeing your beautiful face, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who is Scott, whatever you want to share, whatever you want to describe yourself, and just maybe something that we wouldn't know through social media. Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, most of what I am about is is out there and, and uh, that's who I am. It's who I've always been, uh, maybe to a fault. But I love, I love people. I love Jesus. I love my family. And I think all the other stuff in between, whether it's, you know, interests like sports or music or whatever it may be, are all just a part of my personality. But for me, I think the one thing that people may not know is just, I think I'm a little more deep sometimes, I think, than people may realize. I mean, I'm, yeah. I've got varied interests. And I think part of that is my dad's fault. My dad was a chemistry and physics teacher. And I was a sports geek ever since I was a kid. My dad also coached sports, so that's all I ever wanted to do. But his insistence on being 
well-balanced when it came to school in particular, I think has helped balance me as a human being as well. So my interests are varied, whether it's, you know, sports to theater, to music, to everything in between. I think that's one of the things my dad really kind of pushed on us as kids when we were growing up is that importance of, of being well-rounded. So I think sometimes it's easy to get pigeonholed into one arena or the other. I mean, as I'm wearing a sports you know hoodie now, it's one of those things that's a part of my life, but it's only a part of my life. And so I yeah. think that's one of those things that I think most people don't realize. It's that I've had a pretty wide variety of interests and I'm really interested in, in kind of pretty much everything just to kind of examine it, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, considering your profession, I think that's also important, just that it's not just like tailor focused to one thing. So yeah. now for listeners that are tuning in, I had the privilege of working with Scott years and years ago. I represented Caleb Radio in Denver, and I will never forget two memories. One of them, I remember the very first time I met you, and I was like, he is so different than his voice in terms of what I thought. <laughs> and well, I'm sure people get give you that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, well, and here's the thing, too, it's about radio, right? So everybody has these predisposed ideas of what you're supposed to look like. And I can't tell you how many times over the years people go, oh, you don't look anything like I thought you would. Because everybody expects you to look like Superman and you walk in and spandex and are six five and you know chiseled and all these and you know and have a head full of hair and I'm like I'm not that so I think that's you know kind of what happens with radio is is people and this is probably more so before social media is people had this predisposed idea of what you're going to look like based on the sound of your voice and then like oh you don't look anything like I thought and I was like I'm sorry to disappoint you no 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 you know what I mean I mean I think I think that's what's so funny about radio and we all joke about it every one of us who work in radio always joke about that because it's true. I mean, I think we all have a tendency to do that. But it's funny. I mean, that that has been a classic expectation for those of us who are behind a microphone and not seen as often. And I think that's it's always a funny reaction. And it's been that way, I think, since radio was invented. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I don't think I even pictured anything of what any of you would look like. It was just more of like, oh, this is the voice and the face that go together. And like... Yeah how fun it is to see that. So, and then even just going a little deeper, one of the most impactful memories for me was, and I would think that you would remember this when we hosted ShareFest in Denver. And it was this week-long, really neat experience for some of our local listeners to get involved in the local Denver public school system and paint classrooms and redo playgrounds for schools and really help some of the under-resourced communities. But then we had Scott and your counterpart, Kelly, come out to DJ and anchor from Denver. Caleb, the whole week, what we didn't know was that that would also be the same week as the Aurora um, theater shootings. Yeah, And I, a couple of things there, I remember how gracefully you and Kelly just handled everything because it's you're live and you're handling this breaking news. That's just horrific. And you guys did such a beautiful job of just honoring the people that are hurting and then also representing that to the world. And then at the same time, we have these artists that were in studio with us and I'll never forget Rhett Walker and Mariah Peters, right? Yeah. Who's now married to um, the small small bone. bone. Yeah. Yeah. from King and Country. And they 
took over our third office and wrote a song. And it was just such an impactful time that not only really shaped my own journey and career, but it was just like when you see God tangibly step into the situation and orchestrate everything together. And that was super impactful. Well, and talk about transition, right? I mean, that was a, a huge moment of transition because I can remember that night we were serving with the actors we'd wrapped up and we were all talking about going to that theater mm-hmm. at that time because they were we were all going to go catch the movie because they had a flight out that next morning. Wow. And when they got an opportunity to bump the flight earlier and get home to their families that night, we elected not to go to the movie and they flew out that night rather than the next morning. Had we not seen God intervene in that way, we would have been in that movie theater. Oh my gosh. And I think that's the thing that makes you realize that God has hand on situations when you don't even know he does. And that particular moment is one of my favorite moments of, of uh, my entire broadcast career. And I've been doing this a long time wow. because you could see God move. I'll, I'll never forget the phone call. I got a phone call like at six 30 in the morning from our boss, David Pierce. And David's like, Hey, are you guys okay? And I'm like, yeah, why we're sleeping. And he said, have you heard what's happened in Denver? And I said, no, no idea. We've been sleeping. And I turned on the news and they're all over the news is what had happened in that Aurora movie theater. And it was sobering. It was heartbreaking. And at that point, you know, you go, God, what can we do to encourage people and, and help them find hope and help them move out of their own fear and move into a place where they're offering help and help to other people. And I'll never forget that day. I mean, we got up that morning, David says, can you guys host from there? We were on all day long. And in the times that we weren't on, we were trying to, you know, get all the pastors to come in and, and to pray and to, and to just you know, talk about how to deal with a situation like we were seeing unfold in Denver that affected all of us, no matter where we were in the country. And then to, um, to sit and organize uh, a way to encourage the people of Denver. And, and there was a church that opened their doors that night after Rhett and Mariah wrote the song. They went and recorded the song. We made it available on download from iTunes, which, I mean, those things never happen. Yeah. And see how all of that transpired. It was totally a God thing. And then to have them sing that song as we prayed and held a prayer vigil at a church there in Denver that night, those are things that never happen unless God has his hand on it. That's a great reminder of why we shouldn't fear transition, but we should trust God in those moments because he shows up and does things that we can't do. And when he does, there's no taking credit for it because it's only just making yourselves available to God. And and I'm sure we probably all heard this. It's not about your abilities. Oftentimes it's about your availability. Mm-hmm. And in that moment we just made ourselves available. It wasn't, you know, that we had any special abilities. It just, we were like, God use us, use us to, to help those who are hurting today. And uh, when we pray that prayer, God will use us. And I think that's what's so important to remember is that those tough moments in life, as much as they're, things that we don't want to have happen and we want to avoid as much as possible, the things that God uses and um, he uses us in a way that uh, is there to help the hurting and to be a tangible example of God's love to people who really need it. And I, for that reason, am so grateful for that day. I hate for the families who lost loved ones that day and and what the community went through. But at the same time, I'm glad that God was able to, to have us in the right place at the right time. And it's humbling, honestly, to see the way that he moved. It was just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Even just getting to play like such a small part of the bigger picture. 
Well, in times like that and in tragedies, obviously that was years and years ago. So how do you navigate getting your own encouragement and strength to show up on air and be a offering of hope and peace? Have you found anything that works in times like that? Are you just like, okay, Lord, please help me? You know, when you're navigating your own emotions of this is hard, that could have been me. Well, I think it's like a car, right? If you don't have gas in the tank, you're not going anywhere. Mm. And I think if you wait to put gas in the tank until you have to go somewhere, you're already stuck because you have no gas in the tank. You're not going anywhere. And I think what's really important for us as believers is to always have gas in the tank, to always be ready, as the Bible puts it, in season and out of season. We have to be ready. And the only way that you're ready is to have fuel in the tank. So for me, it's spending time in worship. It's you know every day getting up and starting my day with prayer and reading the word and studying and doing a devotion and being in church and showing up on Sunday and reading books that are going to encourage you in your walk and spending time in fellowship with people who are going to encourage you, getting involved in a Bible study. Community is so vital and so important and community, not just with one another, but community with God. Mm -hmm. The fact that God fills us with his Holy Spirit, the fact that he wants to intimately have this relationship with us is something that is, we'd be remiss if we just neglected that. And so often we do because we get so distracted by everything else that we forget about what's most important in life. And I think that the only way we're ready for moments like that or for any moment that we face in the course of the day is to have fuel in the tank. And if your fuel tank's always on E, you're not going anywhere. And God's not going to be able to use you the way that he, that he wants to. And it's like any relationship. If you're not making deposits in your relationship, you're going to be bankrupt. And that happens in our lives in human relationships, and it happens in our relationship with God as well. So it just takes time. It takes effort. It takes prayer. I mean, all those things are really important. And without that, honestly, I couldn't do what I do every day. And it's not just because I work in Christian radio. That would be in any job and in any way of life as a believer especially with all that we're faced with these days and, you know, the culture that we live in, mm-hmm. you got to be fueled up. Yeah, absolutely. I remember through some of the recent work that I did in the anti-human trafficking efforts was like, God, help me not to just show up on autopilot and like numb to the situation, but help me to actually be a tangible presence. When we were at Caleb, we would say we're the hands and feet in our community. Yeah. So exactly what you're saying. You can't just show up and pour out if you have nothing to give. So that's so good. And even that's a great tip for our listeners. They want to serve more. They want to be more involved in their communities, but they're not necessarily sure. Like it starts with our relationship with the Lord, right? Absolutely. And I think too, I think the temptation is to think that, oh, well, people who work in ministry, you know, whether it's like you did working, you know, in in our events team where you're the hands and feet and directly touching listeners' lives every day, or someone in my position is on the radio sharing things like that every day, or a pastor from a pulpit. I mean, <laughs> the reality is, yes, we serve in ministry, we work in ministry, but all of us are called to ministry. There's not a yeah. one of us that's not. And I think that's the thing that is so important to remember is that the Bible several times talks about spurring one another on to good works, right? James talks about faith without works being dead. And it's not that you can earn your way to heaven. I'm not saying that. James certainly isn't saying that. The only way to you know, a relationship with God is through Jesus and his sacrifice and accepting him as your savior. But once you have, because he has changed your life and because he calls us 
every single one of us as believers into the Great Commission to go into all the world and to share the good news, right? We're all called to reach somebody. And maybe it's not millions of people when you crack a microphone on a radio station. Maybe it's not thousands of people at an event that you're serving at. But every single one of us is called to reach somebody. And I think that if we really honestly focused our lives on reaching one person at a time, there's power in that. That's what discipleship is all about. I just started reading this book by uh, Kyle Eidelman, who's a pastor in, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, a book called One at a Time. And that's the whole focus of the book is about, hey, every single one of us is called to reach other people with the gospel. You know, in the gospel, I think sometimes we, we think of it as, well, Jesus dying on the cross to save us from our sin and we get our get out of hell free card, right? But it's so much more than that. Jesus is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. It's about bringing ourselves into his service, about calling him Lord and serving him and doing the things that he calls us to do because we love him and because he's already demonstrated his love for us. The good news is that God is pursuing us because he loves us so much. Legalism is our pursuit of God, but the good news, the gospel is, is God's pursuit of us. And that's why he is so adamant about each of us reaching other people with the love of Jesus, each of us being called to reach that one person that's right in front of us. And I think that's why this book is really good, because it's that reminder of the power of just reaching one person, just one person at a time with the love and the hope of Jesus. And every one of us can do that. But to your point, we all have to be filled up because we have to be ready because that's why we're here. I mean, we're to be Christ's ambassadors. To your point, we're to be God's hands and feet. Yeah. Um, And it's like Jesus said, hey, listen, if the salt loses its flavor, what good is it? If the lamp, the body of Christ is set under a lamp or set under a basket, what good is it? We're here because we are to be Christ's ambassadors. And so I guess that would be my encouragement is you don't have to work in ministry professionally to be in ministry. We're all supposed to be in ministry. That's what being a believer and following after Jesus is all about. Yeah, I love that. Well, I just even think about somebody that might be listening that perhaps doesn't have that deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. How would you encourage somebody to dive deeper with God? I mean, you just talked about all these wonderful things that you do to fill up, but what if there's somebody that doesn't, they don't know that God is for them. They don't know that they've been called to be a separate light and hope. Well, I think it's like any relationship, right? I mean, if you want to get to know somebody, I mean, whether it's in a friendship or a relationship, what do you do with them? You spend time with them. Mm -hmm. You get to know them. You ask them questions. You learn more about them. You hang out with them. And so it's the same thing with God. I think sometimes we have this tendency to overthink what it is, but it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And in any relationship, it involves spending time with. So God really displays everything about who He is in the Word. Now, are there mysteries with God? Absolutely. I mean, God is God, and we're not always going to understand everything He does. But honestly, if I had a God that I could understand everything He does, then He wouldn't be God. I want a God who's big enough that I don't understand. And I think sometimes we boil down our prayer life to us always petitioning God. God, give me this. God, I want that. We treat God like He's a genie. Like, oh, I need something. Let me rub the, you know, <laughs> rub the lamp, and God pops out and grants my wishes. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, God is our Heavenly Father. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And in any relationship, if you're not listening and you're only talking, you're only asking, then you're, you're missing. And you can't ever expect to have a relationship that only goes just past the nose on your own face. And I think that's what's so 
often happens in our relationship with God is that we petition him for all these things we want, Mm -hmm. but we never take time to listen to like, what does God want from me? What is God calling me to do? And that comes in spending time with the word. It comes in spending time with him and just community and, and listening. I mean, God fills you with his Holy Spirit. If you're quiet enough to listen, mm. he will speak. In fact, Jesus said that I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. If you don't know God's voice, then just ask for him to fill you with the Holy Spirit and then listen because he's speaking. I had a pastor who said this one time. He says, God gave you one mouth in two years. You should probably listen twice as much as you talk. And for somebody who works in radio, that's a huge challenge. But man, it, with you know, relationship with God, if we're not listening, that's worse. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I even just think back to times that I've been through, just moments where I'm like, God, this is really disappointing, heartbreak or something. And just being like, God, I know you're there, but... I need some encouragement or like I'm hopeless or whatever it is and worship. And that's what I love about Caleb and Air One Radio is like playing these beautiful songs by artists that are also connected to God and the Holy Spirit. And they can deliver just messages of hope and encouragement that when we connect through worship, there's a way that God speaks that set my heart right and my mind right. So I'm not thinking these other things. And I'm like, oh, what is God's nature? He hasn't left me. He hasn't abandoned me. He's actually a good father. He wants to give us good gifts. He wants to be included in things. And I know you're a DJ and you help facilitate conversation and taking the listeners deeper. But then the music, you're not just like, we're going to take a break. And then it's some song that we probably shouldn't be listening to. Right. You know? I just think that's so beautiful. Well, and I think music is powerful. You know, I mean, we know that worship and music is powerful, right? I mean, music, if you think about it, is one of those things that has this deep emotional connection. (laughs) We all have songs that we maybe grew up listening to that are like a time machine. They can literally take you back to a season in your life where that memory is so real that you can remember the voices of the people that you were with when that song hits you. You can remember the smells of the the scenario that that song, you know, this this memory that it sparks. And I think that's the power of music. And what I love about Christian music and, and worship music is so often in the church, we're divided over so many things. Music is the common denominator, however, that God is using to bring all of us together. And it's something that's sharing other people's stories. And it's stories that as we listen to a song and what what is transpired in the heart of an artist as they as they pin a song and they sing it something that we can identify with and i think that goes back to what you know christ encourages us in in uh, through the bible uh, in the writings of paul in second corinthians chapter one verses three and four paul says the very things that god comforts you in are the things that he will then use mm. so that you can be a comfort to someone else and so as you listen to these songs of how artists who are inspired by someone else's story that they put into a song or inspired by something that's transpired in their own life that they sing about and how God has walked them through that. Or maybe even not even having the answers and just being at that place where they're crying out going, God, I need help here. Mm -hmm. We can identify with those moments. We feel connected to that song. And then we are encouraged by hearing how God uses that song to draw us to himself. And, And I think that is a great way for us to connect not only with God, but to connect with one another. I mean, there's 
few things that are more encouraging and, and few things that are better than being in a worship service where you're singing in one accord and you're, and you're worshiping God together. It's amazing. Yeah. Being in the industry for the number of years that you have, I'd love to hear, I mean, transition as we were talking at the top, it's unavoidable, right? Yeah. But in the process of all the transitions and getting to facilitate conversations with other artists and moving your family across the country... <laughs> Do you have any impactful stories that you can recall if that was a really big transition, but like, look at what God did? Yeah, I think it's, I've been doing this, you know, a long time. And, and last night, we just had a, an event celebrating Caleb's 40th anniversary. And we had music where people were, you know, singing songs that have connected with, with us as uh, listeners for 40 years. I mean, there's groups that have been doing this for 50 years that were out there singing. I mean, Amy Grant and Michael mm-hmm. W. Smith singing together. Petra singing together. And, and I think when you see how God uses his consistent character woven through our lives, regardless of whatever we may face, regardless of what transitions we will go through, because we'll all go through transitions, mm-hmm. there is a confidence that comes knowing that you're going to be okay. You know, when you get through one transition and God has carried you through, you realize that when you face transition again, it's going to be okay. And I think there's confidence that comes. It's like anything else, right? With the more you do something, the more comfortable it gets, the more you're okay with it. And I think that that's something that's so important to remember because our tendency nowadays is to freak out and be anxious. And and it's not like God didn't know that as human beings, we were going to default to that because 366 times in the Bible, he says, don't be afraid, have no fear, trust me. Mm. And when you think about how unique that is, I mean, that's, that's a reminder for every day of the year, including leap year. God never misses a beat, right? So he reminds us that we don't have to be afraid. And, and transition can be one of those things that I think creates anxiety. It creates fear. But God constantly is reminding us to not be afraid mm-hmm. because we can trust him. And I was convicted of this. I, was, I just told, I did an event with Colton Dixon recently. And I was telling him how much his new song, Build a Boat, meant to me because that song, there's a line in it that talks about building a boat in the sand when there was no rain. And in my prayer time one day, I really felt God asking me, Scott, could I trust you to build a boat in the sand if it hadn't rained? Noah trusted God because he said, Noah, I want you to do this. And Noah didn't question. He did it because he trusted God. Because he knew God. He had a relationship mm-hmm. with God. And I think if we're finding our place in a constant place of you know, anxiety, I mean, we're all going to have anxious moments, no doubt. I mean, God knew that. That's why he always reminds us, don't be afraid. Trust me. I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of you. But I think so often, if that's our focal point, it's all about me, then we put ourselves in, in this place where you know, we're, we're God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the first commandment is, you shall have no other God before me including me. And if we're not in that position and place where we can, like Noah, say, okay, Lord, if you say build a boat in the sand when it's never rained, I trust you. I'll do it. I mean, that's where conviction comes. It's listening to the voice of God. And God does that in many different ways. It's sometimes the conversation with a friend. Sometimes it's through a podcast. Sometimes it's through listening to a song on the radio. But when God brings those moments to your life, embrace them. Take time to ask him what he wants to teach you. Listen to him and know that he loves you so much 
He wants to show you these things. I have a great illustration. Our, our boss, Bill Reeves, shared this with us in a staff meeting this week. And uh, his kids were, when, when they were little, wanting to play a game, wanting to play a game. And so he said, okay, great, let's play a game. And he gave him a piece of paper. And he put some markers on the table. And he said, go, let's play. And they sat there. And they were like, what do we do? And he said, well, just do whatever. Just, you know, play the game. And, and they were like, well, well, we don't know what to do. And he says, exactly. He said, the game is not very fun when you don't have rules, right? Wow. And so his explanation was to his kids, hey, there's a reason why we have rules in our family. Hmm. There's a reason why, as your dad, I don't want you to do certain things. And there's other things that I want you to do because I want you to have direction in life. And it's the same way with God, right? God gives us direction. He gives us discernment. He gives us wisdom. He gives us things to do and to not do because he, he wants us to be able to enjoy the life that he's given us. Mm. And no game is enjoyable if you don't know the rules. If you don't have something to aspire toward or, or to play in a toward. And it's the same thing in life, right? God gives us a set of rules. He gives us, he gives us a guideline to live our lives by. And when people are wanting in this culture nowadays to just kind of like throw rules out the window, you can see why there's a lot of people just wanting to wandering around aimlessly. Like, oh, and I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, it's like, I don't know what to do with my life. And I think the reason why is because we're not leaning in, asking for God what he wants. Mm-hmm. Being willing to do what he wants. I mean, the Bible lays it out. Hey, here, here's what I'm asking you to do. Here's the way I'm asking you to live. And when we do, there's so much comfort in that. Is it always easy? No. But is it possible? Yes. And the reason why is not because of what we do in our own strength, but it says in the Bible that all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. So are things like forgiveness really hard? Yeah. Things like transition? Hard? Yeah. Things like trusting God sometimes? Hard? Yeah. But they're possible. Yeah. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Yeah, that's such a good word and such a good illustration about the kids and their coloring. And and I can't remember where I heard this. I'm sure we've all heard it for years, but instead of focusing on our problems or our transitions or our fears, to focus on God because He's way bigger than all of those, rather than complaining to God about how big our mountain is. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to tell the mountain how big our God is and such a pivotal mind shift. Well, my dad being a physics teacher and a man who loved Jesus used this illustration and it's so powerful. And I, he told it to us as kids and I've never forgotten it. We've all ridden a bike and you know that a bike, you know, to ride it, you have to balance it. Mm. The only way that you can balance a bike because it's a gyroscope, this is where the physics part comes in, is to look at where you're going, not where you're at. Because if you look at where you're at on a bike, you'll crash every single time. And I would encourage you, go try this. Get your bike out of the garage and look at your feet. Look at your pedals. Look at where you're at. There's no way you can ride a bike that way because you can't balance. The only way you can balance on a bicycle because it's a gyroscope is looking at where you're going. And in life, if you apply that spiritually, it's the same way. Don't look at where you're at. Because sometimes where you're at is really going to stink going to suck. I mean, let's be honest. It really is. There's going to be moments and seasons and things in this life that are difficult. Don't ever focus on where you're at. Look at where you're going. And that's, I mean, I mean, this is all about transition, right? Your podcast is about transitioning. 
life is about transition. We're transitioning from where we're where we're at here to where we're going, and that's heaven. Yeah, what Christ has promised us. And if we always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we're reminded of that all the time in Scripture. Right? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, because if you look at where you're at, that's where you get stuck in anxiety. That's where you feel anxious, overwhelmed. But if you look at where you're going and know what Christ has in store for you and are reminded of the fact that life here is just the title page in the book of eternity, no matter how bad life may be here, what God has in store for you, the promise of eternal hope is something that keeps you on the path. It keeps mm-hmm. you going. It helps you navigate all the other things that you are going to come in contact with in life. Because if on a bike, you look and look at where you're going, you're able to navigate the obstacles that you're going to find. Sometimes you have to go around things. Sometimes you have to go through things. Sometimes you have to go over things. But God gives you the wisdom and discernment when you keep your eyes fixed on Him to whatever obstacle you encounter, to face it head on and to work it out. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important to remember. Absolutely. Gosh, that's so good. I'm like, I need to write that down. Yeah, my dad has just drilled that into our heads as kids, and I'm so grateful that he did. Because yeah. I think little nuggets like that are things that are so powerful because so often when we need them, there are things that just come up, right? And that's why, again, it's important to spend time in the Word, to spend time with people who encourage you, to spend time reading books that are going to fill you up, listening to music that's going to fill you up. Because when you got gas in the gas tank, you're never going to run out. You know, yeah. when you got gas in the gas tank, you can always get to your destination. And, and, um, and I think that's something that's really important. A thousand percent. Well, I want to honor your time and I want to honor our listeners' time. Before I ask my last question, I just want to say thank you. I so appreciate being able to serve in ministry with you years and years ago. And it's so fun to continue to listen to you on the air. And I just think, I don't know, it's, I just love how God has positioned you to be able to speak into other people's lives. And I know that not just on the air, are you representing God and loving people well, but I know it's part of your character through and through and that shows up when you show up at events. And I know your family feels that way too. So I just want to thank you for your time. The last question I have, just because I ask all of my guests, um, what are you between? I know you just went through a big move, (laughs) but what place are you between? And then how can we pray for you? Well, moving is is one of those things that is always arduous. So we're going to move twice this year because we're in the process of building a home. So cool. that's that's never fun. I would never advise that. But those are those things that you do because you have to. And there's a lot that goes you know, with that from, from moving from one place, getting involved in a, in a new community and learning new things, and then having to sell your home and, and close the doors behind you of leaving a place that are important to do. Those are always big things. And so prayer for that would be appreciated. I'm incredibly grateful for the community that we found in Nashville, like right out of the gate. And um, those are things that happen because we have great friends here, but mm-hmm. it's also happened because we were intentional about finding a great church and getting plugged into to Bible studies in the community. And I think that's one of the things that no matter what you're facing transitionally, being intentional about getting your feet on solid ground, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that looks like for you, is something that is really important because I think it's like when you when you get into a pool, right? When you're able to touch the bottom of the pool, you can walk around, you can navigate, you feel like you're on solid ground. But when you get in deeper water, that's when you you have to have an anchor to hold on to. 
Mm-hmm. And I think making sure that when you are in transition, having that anchor that you hold on to, even if you're in deep water, water that's over your head, you always have something that you're that's you know hanging on to you. Because I think sometimes we forget that an anchor isn't us holding on to it; it's it hanging on to us. Yeah. And Jesus is always the anchor in our lives because we're all going to go you know get ourselves into deep water. It's just mm-hmm. inevitable. That's life. I mean, read the book of Acts, right? read the Bible, read, read the Bible from cover to cover. And you're going to see that, you know, human beings are going to, are going to, it's part of, it's part of life. It's just what's going to happen. And yeah. I think um, when you have your anchor set on that foundation, um, no matter how deep a water you get into, it's about him always holding on to you. Amen. I love that. And God's, you know, he never leaves us. So yeah. thank you. We will for sure be praying for your, next move how exciting though thank you and the sale of our house that's that's a big prayer request it's like jesus please yeah (laughs) especially in this market it's been crazy oh my gosh well i'm sure it's going to be amazing and for listeners tuning in i know that scott just dropped so many nuggets of wisdom and insights and even just encouragement for your walk with the lord and just want to encourage you to keep diving deeper and Just want to thank you for joining us on The Places Between. Thanks, Scott. We'll catch you again next time. Bless y'all. I'm over here cheering you on, friend. You just finished another episode of The Places Between podcast. If you want to access more, be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests, episode sponsors, upcoming retreats, and more. Like Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.